We're in part three of this series. Uh, we backed up to Romans. We started in Romans seven. We're in Romans six. I want to do one verse today. Romans chapter six. If you have your Bibles, open your Bible to uh, to Romans chapter six. And I want to look at verse 13 today. Verse 13. Last week we did uh, we did two verses last week. And today we'll do one verse. Amen. All right. And um, how many want to break some bad habits? Amen. How many are you ready to break those habits? Um, you can't shout it away. Amen. You can't rebuke it. Seems like when you rebuke it, it come back stronger. So the only way you got to do it, you got to deal with it. I believe you got to be honest with yourself, though, as to what those bad habits are. I believe truth supersedes everything. And I know a lot of people who get up every day, they look themselves in the mirror like the young lady at the gas station today. She meant well. You know, a lot of times we mean well. But from the time we get in the race... Amen. It seems like we're not doing well. And so you got to run to win. Amen. But in running to win, you also have to make right decisions. So look what Paul says here. In verse 12, he says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts. We talked about that last week. Verse 13, he says, he says, and do not, and do not. All right, it's an imperative. Do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. I want to talk about this morning, Breaking Old Habits Part 3, Making Right Decisions. Making what? Right decisions. To you and say, neighbor, making right decisions. Amen. Amen. Look, neighbor behind you and say, neighbor, I'm finna break these bad habits. Amen. 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 <laughs> And that's Ebonics. <laughs> I'm finna. Amen. We're about to break these old habits. Amen. Uh, I believe everything that has happened to all of us in life, uh, it's because of the choices that we make. I believe that we have a choice in everything. A lot of times, and it started in the garden. The blame game has been played and overplayed 
and continue to be played. Amen. Many of us say to ourselves, you know what? I wish I should have, could have, would have, but I didn't. Amen. Many of us may blame this or that or whatever, but at the end of the day, it is the choices that we make. Decisions that we make in life can cause us to miss out on opportunities that God has for us. We live in a world that will get us to believe this, that our habits is a sickness. It's a compulsion. Uh, It's your fault. Uh, It's something natural. It's a chemical imbalance that you're going through. Come on, help me somebody. Amen. Uh, You have a psychological problem. Amen. They will have you to believe, though, that the decisions that you made was not your fault. In other words, they don't want you to take responsibility for your actions. They want us to blame somebody. Come on, somebody. For the things that we know we did when we were sober. I wish I had somebody. We live in a society where there's no accountability. Amen. I was talking to the young girl at the gas station who told me on January 1, she's going to quit smoking. When I went in, she says to me, she said, no, I hadn't quit yet. I, she said, no, she said, it got stressful. So I just, I said, what happened? She said, it just got stressful. She was looking for a reason. Come on, somebody. She was looking for some form of an excuse. The job is just stressful. Life is just stressful. I said, well, you, you will smoke forever then. Amen. I said, but here's what I'm going to do. I said, all right, we're going to try again. And I told her, now, now that you have some accountability, because you didn't believe I was coming back to check on you. Come on, somebody. Amen. She thought I was just somebody just passing through. Amen. But, but when I went back to the gas station today, I told her, I said, I've been where you were. Amen. And God has delivered me and he can deliver you. Are you with me? It's all about being accountable to somebody. Amen. And something so that you can make a real change in your life. How many want to make some real change in your life? How many really want to move from just talking about it to doing it? And I believe that without accountability, amen, uh, you will always slip back to your old habits. I believe that the Bible sees these things differently. If we look at our bad or old habits, we have to look to see how God views them. Amen. We're, we're going to have to make the right decision of how we make right, how we make right decisions is we have to choose, amen, the right way. 
Sometimes we feel like we don't have the power to overcome, but the Bible says that God has given us everything pertaining to life, listen to me, and godliness. I'm going to say it one more time. The Bible says God has given us the spiritual resources. He's given us, amen, the power to overcome, whether it be a bad habit, a bad attitude. Come on, somebody. Whether it be your mindset, whatever it may be, God has given us the power to break these bad habits. Are you with me? Last week, Paul says we're no longer victims. So I just want to help somebody in here today. You are no longer a victim to sin. You can, you can keep saying sin made me do it or Satan made me do it. But the Bible declares that you are no longer under the grips of sin. Are you with me? As a believer in Christ, you are no longer a victim bound to sin. We are alive from the dead Come on, somebody. And we are living for God. Why do you think you're in church this morning? Amen. The only reason you chose church is because you're alive now. I wish I had somebody. Do you remember the days where, shoot, you wouldn't be in no church on no Sunday morning. You'd be recovering from Saturday night. I wish I had somebody. Amen. And you won't get up till about two, three o'clock in the afternoon anyways. So God has done a work in your life. Come on and say amen. Amen. See, what I want you to see is that don't take the small things and overlook them because the fact that you are here today says a whole lot about what God has already done inside of you. Listen, we all grow at a different level. The Bible says we've all been given a measure of faith. And today I want to look at breaking these old habits, but I want you to know that the decisions that you make is key to your deliverance. Paul says in verse 12, he says, therefore do not let, whenever I see that word, do not let, it tells me that it's something that I have to do. Look at it. He says, do not let sin do what? Reign in your mortal bodies. In other words, he's saying you have the power to let it rule and reign or you have the power to deny it. And let me tell somebody something. Sin can taste good on it sometime. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Amen. Sin can lure you in because sin is working with your flesh. It won't go to the spirit part of you because sin knows, hey, if he, if I get, if he only open up his spirit, if he only get filled with the spirit, if he read, he or she reads their word of God, if they come to church, why do you think the devil wants you away? Why do you think he doesn't want you connected? Because the more exposure you get to the word of God, come on somebody, the more your eyes, how many of your eyes are opening? Or let me ask this question. How many of your eyes are open? Come on somebody. You recognize the trick of the enemy. You know when it's an okie doke. Come on somebody. You know when he's laying a trap for you. Amen. And oftentimes we know, but the pull. Can be so strong. Oh, am I talking about? 
ain't talking to no sinners up in here, do I? Amen. All y'all saved, you know what I mean? Watch this, watch this. The pull, let me see if I can have a few people. The pull can be so strong. Amen. That you want to do right. Come on now. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get there next week. That I want to do right. But oh, it just be calling me. Come on, somebody. Paul says, you have a choice. Because he says, why would he say, do not let? It's a choice. But watch what he says. He says, do not let sin reign. But look at verse 13. He says, and do not go on. Presented the what? Now I find out something very interesting about this word members. Very, very interesting about this word members. You know what your members are? Your hands, your legs, your eyes, your tongue. Your lips, your nose, the fake eyelashes. <laughs> Cause you know you could bat you could bat your eyes at the brother, he'd be like, Whoo Lord, you should have seen how she did her eyes at me. You were minding your business. Y'all, y'all don't understand how Satan works. See, see, it's the little things that he puts certain things men like. The way you push back your weave. You, I mean, you know, you know. Listen, something about you as a woman and as a man too. See, he he says the members of your bodies. But here's what I found out about about the members. It's not just your your hands and all that, but it's your imagination. Oh, Lord. It's your mind. How you think. So he says, I do not want you to go on presenting what? Listen, you're bringing your members as a sacrifice. Amen. You're presenting it. Amen. Watch this. And I'm, I'm going to get on to the other piece of that verse right quick. But but the first thing you got to do, you ready for this? Why, why, well, before I get the point, I, I know you may say it's hard, but you have to remember you're a new creature. Right? You're still in the old body, but you're a new person. Come on, somebody. Listen, and it's not new just because the calendar flipped over. You continue to be renewed. Watch this. In your mind daily. See, it's the renewal of your mind daily that gives you a better day every day. Oftentimes, we're living on yesterday's thoughts, trying to do today's business. 
Are you with me? And that's the reason why life sometimes looks so terrible because we're still thinking about yesterday. Amen. Watch this. You are alive from the dead, so you have to recognize who's ruling. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So, so how do we break it? How do we make right choices? First thing we got to do, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, stop making excuses for your bad choices. Oh, Lord, have, oh, got quiet. Stop making excuses for your bad what? Choices. Listen, the choices that we make can affect us. And what we got to do, saints, we got to stop saying sorry when we know we weren't really sorry. We say sorry, but we keep doing the same thing next week. And the week after that and the week after, we keep making the same Come on, somebody. Bad choices. He says, do not, do not go on presenting. We expose ourselves to things. And then we say, well, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't mean to. But God says you have a choice. See, the believer's life now, you have the power to overcome, y'all. We have the power to overcome. Amen. We walk in the newness of life. And God says it's time for you to stop making excuses for your bad choices. Look what he goes on to say. He says, do not go on presenting your what? Your members to what? To sin. You ready? As what? Instruments. Let me, let, let, let me tell you also what that word Real quick, what that word presenting means. It means to place something, to cause, to stand by something. Come on, somebody. You know if it's trouble. But some of us, we like to flirt with the devil. You see, when you start flirting, you're going to get got. It means to stand by something, be in close proximity. He says, you have a choice. You have to stop binge watching Netflix. Amen. You know why? Because now, come on, and Hulu and, and Amazon Prime and YouTube, and you just we just constantly putting ourselves, and then we say, oh man, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. And we keep making excuses. Oh, it's just entertainment. No, you know what it is? It's conformity. It's you living through the screen. Come on, somebody. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, and sin, and it says, and do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments. Watch this. Of unrighteousness. As what? Instruments. God can use us. Amen. If we allow him. You can be an instrument for God. You know what an instrument does? It creates. But this word has the idea of a tool or weapon. So, so if we're going to break this on, not only when we stop making, uh, making excuses for our bad choices, but the second thing is, you have to stop exposing yourself to things that you're weak to. 
Come on, y'all. You know you're weak. But you keep going by the weed house, driving by the weed house, talking about, no, nah, I ain't going in. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hang, I'm just hanging with my boys. Contact. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We have to stop exposing this. If we want to break old habits, listen, if you know you have a problem overeating, stop going to buffets. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just for real, like we keep exposed and then we hang with people and we live through them. And then we say, oh, look at them. Then we judge them for what we want to do, but secretly we're doing it when nobody's looking. Tell your neighbor, I got you. Seriously. We keep saying things to, oh, you shouldn't do that, or you shouldn't do this, or you shouldn't do, and yet, in all actuality, whenever you keep exposed, listen, this is why I was talking about binge watch. It's okay, you know, to watch, entertain, but some of us, we get wrapped up in that thing, like, it's, it's like, all of a sudden, you go to sleep, and you start dreaming about the scenes. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. I, am I talking to a real crowd here? Am I talking to some people who really, really do some crazy stuff sometimes? Right? And then you wake up the next day, you're like, dang, did I just dream about that? What am I do? You know what I mean? And then you go right back on the couch and you <laughs> can't stop you. Right? But the point is, we keep exposing this. The members, our eyes. You follow what I'm saying? The not our minds. I find it very interesting when he says it's the, it's the non-material part of you also. Let, let me share this with you. Your emotions are still under the curse. I wish I had somebody. So anger is still under the curse. Jealousy is still under the curse. All these things are still under the curse. Those are emotions that God has given you for good, but under the curse, it's still marred. But in Christ... As you learn to walk in sanctification, as you learn to walk by faith, as you learn to pray, as you learn to praise, listen, not, you're not, it's not that you're not going to sin, right? In Christ, we're not sinless, we're just sinless. We're more conscious about it. But I found out a lot of people can't get delivered because they keep hanging with the same people. For real, you only hang with Christians on Sunday. And the rest of the week, you turn it up. And here comes Sunday, praise the Lord. How you doing, brother? You got brother talk, you got all, but all week long, you ain't watched nothing. You just, you keep exposing yourself to things that you want. Listen, there are a few things I had to cut out of my life. The Bible says if your eyes cause you to sin, pluck it out. If your hands cause you to sin, cut it off. If your feet cause you to sin, chop it off. Why? You know why? Because he says you would rather enter the next life. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Disabled. Than lose your whole soul. Are are y'all with me? Watch this. Stop exposing yourself to things that you know 
that's your weak tooth. And, and listen, and your members keep on muscle memory. Remember I told you that? Muscle memory. It's, it remembers what you do every single day. Amen. Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch this. Watch this. Proverbs 8 says this. Amen. You know it's wrong, but why do you keep going back? Amen. Proverbs 7, the Proverbs 7 woman, the Bible says her house is what it said. Her house is like the path to her house is like an ox going to the slaughter. Amen. You know what you're doing. Come on, somebody. But you keep going back. Listen, listen to this. Premarital sex can lead to disease. Stealing, smoking, adultery, drinking drugs, anger, porn, cussing, and the list goes on. We choose to present or expose our members to these unrighteous acts. But watch this. And, when, and watch this. And then we become a weapon in Satan's hands. And then Satan renders us ineffective for God. Why? Because we have given in, but we've made the choice. Look what he says next. He says, but, there's the but, present yourself. Come on, help me somebody. See, it's amazing when you see live living people trying to mingle with dead people. Amen. People who still want to live. Listen, as a believer, you stick out in the club. Don't think you don't stick out now. Uh-oh, you say, what you mean? <laughs> yeah, you, you're light to the world. You are salt to the earth. Come on, somebody. You are a city set on the hill. So it's impossible to hide something that's inside of you. When you are the change agent, wherever you go. Are you with me? Now, I know we all struggle with something. Amen. But I believe that God is giving us the formula to break these habits. Are you with me? He says, but present yourself to who? To God as those alive from the dead. He, he says, present yourself to God. Tell your neighbor, I got to make a choice. You got to make a choice whether or not you like living with dead folk. Or whether you like coming to church and being around some live people. Because let me say this, you can't transform dead people. But what God is saying as believers, we put ourselves in predicaments, amen, where we look like dead people. It wasn't the devil, it was my choice. Are you with me? So watch this, here's how you do it, watch this. Next thing, start using. Your divine power to live for God. Listen to me. God, when he saved you, imparted in you a divine nature now. Come on, somebody. By which he has given you both 
the desire. Lord have mercy. I often wondered, Lord, how did you save me? Seriously, y'all, I wasn't thinking about this. It has to be God. Because he's given me the divine power, watch this, to choose to do his will. Because if I had my way, come on somebody, I wouldn't want anything to do with this. (laughs) Because the way I was looking at things, life looked a little bit better out there. And the problem with believers today is they're not tapping into the divine nature that you have. If any man, you hear me say it all the time, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. All things have passed away. New things have come. The problem, saints, is that a lot of us are not maturing spiritually. We're not coming to Bible study, so we're not getting the full exposure to what we need in order to tap into this divine nature that we have. Watch this. He said, he said, watch this. He, Paul is talking to and suggesting to this Roman church that were of Jews and Gentiles who were struggling with a culture like ours. There was idolatry. There was temple worship, sexual worship in the temple. There were pagan practices going on at this time. And Paul says, you have the divine power to overcome. Here's your divine resources. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the word of God. You have prayer. And you have praise. But not only do you have praise... But you have worship. And I want to tell somebody here today, God is asking you to present your life before him. To use what your daddy gave you. I wish I had somebody. Use what he has imparted in you. You and I have grace and mercy. We have the divine power of the Holy Spirit who will direct our lives. All you got to do is ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Right now, I don't feel, yeah, Lord, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like living. I don't feel like doing what I want to do, what I'm supposed to do. But right now, I want to do what my flesh wants to do. So I need some divine help right now. The Bible says that Jesus could have called down legions of angels, but he surrendered himself so that he would die on that cross. I'm trying to help somebody. I want to tell you something. You, when you tap into your divine nature, when you tap into who you are, really are, you'll start seeing some things happen. You'll be like those boys who were in prison, Peter and Peter and John and the Bible says it was about midnight they started to pray I wish I had somebody tell your neighbor divine resources they didn't do nothing all they did was pray and when they started praying God hallelujah would you help us would you deliver us the Bible says it was about midnight 
the problem with us is that when we tap into our divine resources, we don't have the patience enough to wait until the answer comes. The Bible says that the earth shook and the doors were wide open. The chains were broken. And I'm talking to somebody here today. You have the divine nature. You've given your life to Christ. But the devil keeps trying to trick you into believing that nothing has happened to you. But I call the devil a lie this morning to let him know and put him on notice that no longer am I, hallelujah, I'm going to ignore my divine resources. I have a new nature. I have a new talk. Come on, somebody. I have a new walk. I got a new way of living. I thank God this morning that I stopped making excuses for my bad choices. That I stopped exposing myself to things that I'm weak to. That I'm going to start using my divine power to live for God. At some point, we're too grown to keep saying we can't change. At some point, we ought to say that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. That the God we serve will walk through the valley with us. Come on, somebody. That he's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. I wish I had you this morning. I thank God that he has sent his angels. That he has Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. Making intercession for us. That when the devil puts a case against you, he will never win. He thought he had us, y'all. He thought he had us defeated. But you got up this morning and you defied the devil. And you say, I'm going to press on anyhow. Money's funny. Change is strange. Folk acting up around me. But guess what? I press my way on. I got divine power. And let me tell you about divine power. It tears down walls. It opens doors. Come on, somebody. And God will begin to change you. As you continue to transition in this new life. Divine power. Because you have a divine nature. You have the Holy Spirit in you. And you got to use what what God has given you so that you can see how powerful he is. He says, don't present present yourself. Present yourself to God as alive. You know what? You know what? You know what? Lazarus, when he died, the message was sent to Jesus two days earlier. Say, listen, Jesus. Lazarus about to die. Jesus said, oh, okay. Four days. He said, okay. Tell you what. His sickness 
is not unto death. Watch this. But to glorify the Father. A lot of times it's when things get bad that we give up. But actually, if you hold on just a little bit longer, you'll find out that what you're going through is for his glory. The Bible says Jesus went on a delay trip. He wasn't in no rush to get there. You know why? Because he had divine power. He knew what nobody else knew. And every now and then if you tap into the spirit, if you fast and pray, come on somebody, God will start giving you insight in that situation. He'll start letting you know it's not fatality, it's delay. Come on somebody. And all you got to do is trust him and believe that he's greater than anything that you're going through. He's greater than anything that you're going through. Whatever you think you're going through right now, God is greater than that. And you have the divine power to stand. You know what? Our flesh is just a distraction. And how long are you going to let it keep distracting you? How long are you going to allow it? How long are you going to keep exposing it? Sometimes you got to protect that thing from that. Nah, babe, we're not doing that today. We're going to leave that alone. (laughs) Amen. You know why? Because it could become a habit. But we have the divine resources. But watch what he says, though. He says, and your members. As what? As instruments. Tell your neighbor decisions. See the first decision? You You can present your members. Watch this. To sin. To what? Unrighteousness. As instruments of. We have a choice. All right. You and I have a choice. Either I'm going to be an instrument for God. Or you're going to be an instrument for God. Either you're going to be an instrument for God. Or I'm an instrument for sin. And unrighteousness. It's a choice. It's not that the devil got you. Because you have divine what? Power. Come on, no. The devil don't want you to get this. Watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this now. You got to choose now who you're going to serve. Give me that last point. Start what? He says, instruments. He says, present yourself as those alive from the and your members as instruments of righteousness. To who? Tell your neighbor it's a choice. How else can you please him by being present and being productive? Being present is one thing, but you got to be productive. I says, if you're preoccupied with serving him, what do you think is going to happen to you? Not, not that you're not going to sin. Not, not, not that you're not going to mess up. But see, it's going to become fewer and fewer and fewer and lesser and lesser and lesser. And then all of a sudden, you're victorious. You feel what I'm saying? It's not going to be an everyday thing. Come on, somebody. It's not going to be every day you blow up. Come on now. Come on now. It's not going to be every day you want your way. It's not going to be every day you just want to get 
drunk. No, 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 no. It's not going to be every day. It's going to be every now and then. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. It's going to be what? Until it's what? Gone. Because that divine power in you be like, man, we don't need that. Shoot, if you ever get high on Jesus, you'll never want to hide from the world. If you only get just a taste. Yeah. And watch this. And becoming an instrument of righteousness for him, then you will only break those habits. The only way you're going to break those habits, watch this, is because you're developing new ones. Because you're serving him. You're pleasing him. God, here's my hands. What you want me to do? What you want me? You want me to lift them? Okay, I'm going to lift them right now. That's, that's righteousness. What, let me ask you something. What, what part of your body? Oh. What part of your body are you presenting to sin all the time? And what part of your body do you need to present to God now? Switch it up. God, have my hands, Lord. Have my mind, Lord. Have my body, Lord. Because if you present it to God and say, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to please you. I'm not, I'm going to stop trying to please me. And I'm going to please you. Why do you think Satan wants you not to serve? You want to know why? Because the more you serve God, the closer you get to him. Watch this. And the closer you get to him, the less you'll have a desire to present your members to unrighteousness. There's a plan here. I ain't trying to trick you into serving. But aren't you tired of those old habits? Lord, where can I serve? And if you don't know what you want to do, you could usher. (laughs) Amen. You could stand on the door. Amen. You could raise your hand. Come on, somebody. Until the Lord puts you, places you, watch this, and prepares you for what he wants you to do. Listen, it won't feel right. It won't taste right when you've presented your whole life to him. You'll know when you're off. See? See, that's how it works. That's how it works. Because, watch this, because you're alive from the dead. And you have divine what? Power. So, so, so here's the thing. A POW is a prisoner of war. He or she is a person who's been captured by the enemy. And held hostage in context of a conflict. In the context of a what? The situation is where the opposition or the enemy now controls the movements, the actions, the reaction of the person captured. It is where the enemy is controlling the Actions, reactions of the person, what? Captured. 
Many Christians are POWs, prisoners of war spiritually, but by choice. In other words, some are getting released, some are saying, I like it here. The enemy has captured them and there appears to be no way of escape. Watch this. They feel trapped by their situation and circumstances that the world calls addiction. Whether it's drugs, sex, pornography, alcohol, codependency, gambling, food. They feel trapped and there seems to be no way out. But they can be freed. If they stop making excuses for their bad choices, if they stop exposing themselves to things that they're weak to, if they start using the divine power to live for God, but lastly, if they start living to serve and please God. I close here by saying this to you. I'm not going to live the same way I did in 19. I'm not. I refuse. So therefore, I have to keep putting myself under the divine direction. The divine power of God. Because I know for me, I don't have the power to do it. But God has placed it in me. And some of us are POWs. We've been captured, y'all. And we got to be set free. Give God a hand clap of praise.